Each day we get hundreds of questions from our clients and other small and mid-sized business owners about some of the most common HR issues. We figured if they have those questions, you might too. Let's provide a lifeline and share our answers to some of the most common scenarios. This is HR Rescue with your host, Jenny Stone. Here we go! The Occupational Safety and Health Administration, OSHA, has issued new guidance intended to help non-essential businesses manage their employees' return to work during the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. The guidance aligns with the three phases President Trump put forth in his Opening Up America Again, consistent with state and stay-at-home orders and reopening plans. During phase one, OSHA said employers should consider making telework available, limit the number of people in the workplace to maintain strict social distancing practices, and consider accommodations for employees at higher risk of severe illness, including elderly employees and employees with serious underlying health conditions, and potentially for employees whose household members are at higher risk, and limit non-essential business travel. During phase two, OSHA said employers should continue to make telework available where possible and to accommodate at-risk employees, resume non-essential business travel, and ease limits on the number of people in the workplace while continuing to maintain moderate to strict social distancing practices, depending on the type of business. During Phase 3, OSHA said employers may resume unrestricted staffing. OSHA also urged non-essential businesses to address the following concerns in their reopening plans. Hazard Assessment Determine how workers are likely to be exposed to the coronavirus. For example, assess which job tasks or job categories involve occupational exposure. Hygiene Promote hand hygiene, respiratory etiquette, cleaning, and disinfection. For example, provide soap, water, and paper towels for workers, customers, and visitors to wash their hands. Social distancing. Maximize and maintain distance between all people. For example, demarcate flooring in six-feet zones and key areas where workers, customers, or visitors would ordinarily congregate. Identification and isolation of sick employees. Promote practices for worker self-monitoring or screening and isolate and exclude from the workplace any employees with signs or symptoms of COVID-19. For example, ask employees to evaluate themselves for symptoms of COVID-19 before coming to work and to stay at home if they are not well. Return to work after illness or exposure. Minimize risk after workers recover from COVID-19 or complete recommended self-quarantine after exposure to a person with COVID-19. For example, follow Centers for Disease Control, CDC, guidance, for discontinuing self-isolation and returning to work. Controls. Implement engineering and administrative controls, safe worked practices, and personal protective equipment, PPE, selected as a result of the hazard assessment. For instance, put up physical barriers or shields to separate workers, enhance ventilation, stagger work shifts, limit break room capacity, and more. Workplace flexibilities. Facilitate the use of remote work, sick leave, and other options that can help minimize workers' exposure to risks. Training. Teach employees about how to prevent the spread of coronavirus at work. For example, train workers about wearing cloth face coverings in the workplace. Anti-retaliation policies. Ensure that no adverse or retaliatory action is taken against employees who follow safety guidelines or raise workplace safety and health concerns. This includes informing employees about who they should contact with questions or concerns about workplace safety and health. As with its recent guidance about cloth face coverings and workplace safety, OSHA stressed that its latest publication does not represent a standard or a regulation and thus creates no new legal obligations. 
It is meant to advise employers about how to provide a safe workplace. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the HR Rescue Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode and help spread the word by leaving a review. The HR Rescue Podcast is made possible by HR Shield, the firm consulting group of Tampa, and your host, Jenny Stone. Here we go! This podcast was recorded in Tampa, Florida and Greenville, South Carolina, and was produced by Lonnie West at LRW Media Studios. Find us in your favorite podcast app or online at hr-rescue.com.